0: Welcome back to Brain Body Movement, the podcast for those interested in everything nutrition, training, and mindset. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Brock. Today's episode was a QA and a where we answered four questions that got sent to us through social media. Question number one, what advice would you give to a stress eater who is looking to cut calories during a stressful time in their life? Question number two, how do you recommend I increase my step count without getting on the treadmill or scheduling a walk? Question number three. How do you recommend using AI in your personal training and nutrition coaching business? And question number four, I'm having trouble losing stomach fat. I do cardio and ab workouts, but I still can't get rid of it. Any suggestions? That was in the back half of the show. And in the front half, we spoke about saying no to say yes to yourself, setting and managing expectations and societal pressures, how our cuts are going, and gave you a few random facts. All right, enjoy the show. When you get an invitation to do something in the future, ask yourself, Would you accept this if it was scheduled for tomorrow? Not too many promises will pass the immediate C-filter.
1: Okay. So I'd like to know your interpretation of this little bit of unsolicited advice before before I give mine because I'm trying to get a a grasp around my interpretation. So Mm. give me
0: yours and then uh, I'll uh, form my opinion. Yeah. So what I get from this unsolicited advice is when people are asking you to do a lot of stuff like, oh, can you do this quick thing? Like in the moment, because it's in the future, you're like, oh, yeah, I can easily do that favor for you or or something else. But what it is, is it's taking time away from you in the future that you probably don't want to do. So like bringing it forward to tomorrow, it's like, oh, could I actually do this tomorrow? Because you're going to be busy in the future. So if you've got shit to do tomorrow, then that thing that they asked you to do wouldn't it wouldn't um it wouldn't be valid for you, so you gotta like take care of your time, which is where I'm getting what what I'm getting from this, because time and attention is one of your most valuable assets that you have, so when people are taking from you whenever you say yes to someone, you're saying no to you in the future to whatever you might want to do, so even if it's like two months, three months, we can't think that far ahead, like we could think tomorrow, maybe next week, but like two, three months in the future. You might be in a totally different mental state and you never know what's going on. So it's like clear the whole week of shit and you're like, all right, can I do this tomorrow? If not, then then don't do it. So what I'm hearing from you is
1: be a bit more conscious of your time. Definitely. And like yes. Yeah, okay. So that's your interpretation of it. So my mine, mine was mine was very similar. So it's like uh if you if you don't have time to do it tomorrow, then are you gonna have time to do it in the future? So like uh I like what you said in there too of if you're saying yes to that, then you may be saying no to yourself. Mm-hmm. So like if, if you're someone that's like, I'm really time poor, I am struggle to get time for my workouts. If you're saying yes to something, oh yeah, it's two months away. Oh, no dramas. I, uh, yeah, I can do that. If you're already time poor now, then the likelihood of you being time poor in the future is, is probably quite high. So in saying yes to that in the future, you're just increasing your workload, your stress levels and making it less likely that you can do the things that you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my, my interpretation was similar, but it was like a, the, the immediacy really stuck out to me there. Like if, if it's not going to be done tomorrow, and it's and you're saying yes in the future, like if you have three or four different people ask for favours and you say yes and they all fall around the same date, that week is going to be hectic. Mm-hmm. But because you're, you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll be able to help you and it's two weeks from now, it's like a an unconscious or a non-conscious just reflex of like, yeah, I want to be able to help you. But in doing that, you're not helping yourself.
0: Mm, exactly. And so you're saying yes to all these things and you're probably saying no to yourself. So then when you actually... Go and do the thing for said person or whatever it is. You can start to build up resentment, resentment to people as well, because you're like, oh, they they asked me ages ago. I probably should do it, but I really don't want to do it. And then you're like, this is bullshit, and I, and it's not fun for you. Whereas I think if you have that immediacy filter, it's like, no, no, I'd be happy to help this person tomorrow. Then in the future, then that that'll be fine. I know I'll be in the same headspace as I would be right now. Yes, circumstances can change. But it's like that filter of like, would I do this tomorrow for this person? Then then go for it. Because it's like there are things that you kind of just say yes to even though you're like, oh, I know I don't really want to do it, but I can do that, like pushing it away. Like say, um, not me, but I know certain people, like if they don't want to do the dishes, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll do it later on. But it's, you know what I mean? It's just like just pushing it away, pushing it away. And then we get to it, like, oh, this is shit. But if you know that you could just like do it tomorrow or do it like right there and then, that's kind of what I'm getting at with what I'm interpreting this as like immediacy filter of like, yeah, I could easily do it right now. Then let's do it. So I've got a bit of a rule with myself. If
1: a task takes less than five minutes, then why delay it? Just go and get it over and done with. And I've got a little uh over here. I've got a little. um. So just have a. Have a wank? Right <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, I've got a little box over here, and and it just says ABC, easy as one, two, three, and it's like a, it's three minute real Five. five yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like if it can be done in one, two, or three minutes, mm. it's easy as just go and get it done. Like, w- w- why, why wait and take time away from yourself in the in the future? Um, yeah, that 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 we talk about it quite a bit, right? That saying saying no is a skill and like it's something you really have to develop over time and then once you develop the skill of being able to say no to people it's then picking and choosing when to say no so for example i often say to my mom i'm like oh if you need me to help with my brothers or pick them up from footy go to footy whatever just give me notice and then i can then i'll be aware that i'm going to do it i'll always drop a drop everything for for family so <laughs> my brother is notorious for like on a friday being like hey i'm playing at six o'clock this afternoon it's like 3 p.m on a friday and i'm like "Give me three hours notice so Mum knows that if she messaged me on a tuesday when she gets the the game times out she'll message me and be like hey your brothers are playing here i'll always turn up Mm -hmm. so if that's me choosing when i'm going to say no like if it was someone else it was like hey i'm going to do something on friday afternoon i'd be like oh my brother usually plays footy then i'll wait and see Mm -hmm. and that's that but that's not exactly helping them like they're they're wanting to set things in play but I'm totally okay if if my brother's not playing Friday night then I just forfeit that plan because I was choosing like family over something else Mm -hmm. so picking and choosing when you do say yes and
0: when you do say no when you do give time and when you don't give time is is pretty crucial yeah it's it is a hard one to say like because you want you want everyone around you to be happy as well and you Mm want to give and like You and I both are coaches as well, so we do love giving to people and trying to solve problems and helping people out all the time. But its I think you got to be careful when people are asking for too much as well and you got to set those boundaries around certain certain things of like, oh, you know, can you say you're like getting phone calls from random, not random, but people that you know at like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning to come pick you up from town or whatever every weekend um, and that's all you hear of them, that's maybe a boundary that you maybe need to look at instead of like, you know, take me to dinner first kind of thing. So there's, you know, a lot, a lot of, where am I going to go with this? Like saying no has been hard for me at certain periods of time in my life because saying yes is the easy answer. Whereas, if I had just said no, I wouldn't be in a situation like in a month or two months' time because I just had those expectations at the front at the front and said, no, I don't actually want to do this. But like you get people pressuring you in certain situations of like, oh, you know, come on, just, you know, just do it like, you know, you're, you're always good. You're always good for you, are you? You know, like stuff like this. But it's like unless you have set expectations or set boundaries for yourself to help other people out, like you can just get run over. And then like there'll be a there'll be a tipping point where you'll just fucking <laughs> go off the rails because you think everyone is taken from you and you're not getting anything back. Like, I do so much for people, but no one's ever doing anything back. It's maybe because you don't have the skill of saying no and you also don't have the skill of asking for help. So there are two different things there and they can work in tandem. But it's like you, you gotta learn both ways as well, of like, okay, like it's because we're very reciprocal in nature of like, you know, if I if I um, you know, did you a favor, you'd immediately wanna do me a favor, or if I got you a gift, you'd immediately wanna give me a gift, it's just human nature. For most people, unless you're a psychopath, but like for most people, they want to do it and they don't know really the value discrepancy either. So it's like, oh, this person, you know, they they gave me like a Snickers bar when they came home and now they want me to like take them to the airport at 4am. Like they, people don't know the value of the different things. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing saying no, and it's a hard thing um, asking for certain things because, you know, you think you can do it yourself, but asking for the help is uh, is a good way to go sometimes.
1: So there's two things you said there. There was the the part about giving and constantly giving yourself your time, effort, energy away. Um, I feel people that are natural givers and, and want to help, that's where they really need to be careful and, and set boundaries on how much they give because a taker doesn't have boundaries. They'll always be happy to take and accept and, Take your help, so it's it's on the role of the person that is the giver to set the boundary there. How much can I give? How much time do I have in my week? How much energy do I have left to be able to give to a person? Because, like I said, the the takers always going to take. They're always going to be like, yep, 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 yep. The second thing is, I think the key is with givers is to be able to give but not be able to expect in return, like be able to give because you want something, but it's that expectation that is so crippling of like, like you said, Oh, but I got you a Snickers bar. Why can't you take me to the airport at four in the morning? Well, it's Mm -hmm. no, I got you the Snickers bar as like a, you're not yourself when you're hungry. (laughs) So (laughs) I I got you the Snickers bar as a way of like, Oh, here, um, come back to your normal self. Or I got you flowers just to signify that I care about you, whatever it may be, just, give without the expectation because the expectation is what really cripples the giver it's like oh I've, I've given i've given i've given i've given and i'm getting nothing in return well hang on just stop giving then if you're only giving because you're expecting something in return then stop, stop giving like give because you care about the person because you want to mm-hmm. show appreciation to them because you're grateful for them whatever it may be that's that's the the big key there like expectations same with like a like a dieting phase let's go back to like fitness here if you go into a dieting phase and you're like okay six weeks i'm going to lose 10 kilos if you lost six kilos you'd be like shit i failed mm-hmm. but if you went into the dieting phase and you're like okay i want to lose five kilos and you lost six you'd be like oh i smashed my goal it's the expectations there that has like the, the expectations leading out that has really determined the successfulness of your result there and we've talked about this before as well of when you're motivated and you're like okay I'm going to start on this health and fitness journey and I'm going to stick it out this time. I'm going to train five days a week. If you only hit four days a week, Mm -hmm. you're going to be like, damn it, I missed my goal. If you set out and go, okay, I'm going to start slow and build up over time. I'd like to get to five days a week, but I'm just going to start at three. If you hit three and in that first week you hit four, you're like, I'm smashing at the park. I'm doing way better. It's that expectation that is so, so pivotal. And it's the same with givers, but I just thought I'd relate that
0: back to it. health and fitness for you. No, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Expectation is the killer in most things in life, especially mm-hmm. fitness, in relationships, in like, oh, I expected you to do this, but you didn't do this. It's like a whole lot of shit like you could be expecting it. Like, because you can, you can think up so much more than what people can actually do as well. It's it's so crippling because especially if it, if you put it, the expectations on you, like I think having high expectations of yourself is good, but I think being just tolerant of others and not expecting much from others because mm-hmm. just because you have high excellence and high expectations of yourself doesn't mean that the person that you're talking to or whatever does as well and you can't expect them to have the same as you because they probably don't have the same beliefs or goals or drive as you do, depending on who you are. And you're just putting your shit on them. And then the relationship can go to shit, no matter what it is like, friend, family, whatever. It's like, oh, you. you no, nah, I'm not going to go there. But like, it's, <laughs> it's. It's. It is so. It's so hard to live up to certain expectations if they are so high, especially when you're like dieting and stuff. You're like, because you just don't know. So that's why working with someone and talking with someone, okay, realistically, like we say it together, like in our intake forms, realistically, how often can you work out? Like we don't even say, realistically how much could you lose over this certain time well, Like, I'll tell you that like realistically depending on like your situation because you've got no idea you think that you could like you see these maybe transformations that may have been photoshopped or whatever or they just went on a crazy diet and it's not sustainable blah 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 whatever it is a lot of water weight stuff like that and then you're coming into the talk your expectations are so high it's like, oh I thought that I could lose this amount but it's like having the expectation at the front alright what do we know what do you think your expectations of me are right now like say going back to health and fitness all right how much do you want to lose i want to lose 20 kilos in the next 6 weeks all right okay realistically unless i start cutting off limbs that's not going to happen so i think let's bring it, let's bring it back all right this is what you've done in the past i see that you've lost like a little bit here and there let's just start off like a small amount And then, like you said, we build up over time because then once you get those small wins, that's when... Because it's simple, but it's not easy, meaning that we can do the right things, but unless you consistently do them over time, you're not going to see the results. So if your expectations are so high and you're like, I only lost two kilos in the first week instead of like three, then you quit and then you you failed because you've quit and now you're not going to lose anymore. Whereas if you're like, I'll just lose like half a kilo in the first week, you lost one or two. And you're like, all oh, right, sweet motivation's even higher because you see the results. So you want to see the results at the start. And you're like, okay, I can like power through. And that's like I don't like saying lowering your expectations of just more like just being realistic with your expectations. Because I I don't I like to have high expectations, but of like you could shoot for the moon, land on the stars, but it's like you don't you don't want to get a fail when you first start, do you? You want to you want to get small wins and then that can build up over wins. time yeah and you're like okay the moonshot is going to be like 10 years 20 years in in the in the, in the future not like in the next 6 weeks
1: yeah the the piece that i really like that you said there was um relating back to the whole relationship thing is you can hold a high expectation of yourself mm. but you can't project that onto other people to have that same expectation everyone is different So, for example, and I hope you don't mind me using this analogy in reference, you don't really care about the way that you dress. So, you were dressing for comfort. Your partner was like, Brad, I'd like you to change the way that you dress. Now, you were like, it doesn't really bother me. If you buy me nicer clothes or clothes that you would like to see me in, then go out and buy them for me and I'll wear them. Mm. So, then she's gone and done that and then you just wear the clothes that are there and that's that's. Her, her expectation of how you want to and you're like yeah I don't, I don't care so if you do it i'll do it and that's that no expectation from you on how you dress and you're like yeah whatever it is what it is hmm. um with expectations though i think like you said there the, the key is the expectation that you hold of yourself and not holding of others but there is the whole societal expectations as well and you can potentially feel pressure from that So me being nearly 30, a single guy, I'm getting lots of questions about, have you found someone? Are you talking to someone? And it's actually quite infuriating for me because it's like a societal pressure of like, I need to be meeting someone when I'm at a point in my life where I'm not quite ready for that. So the question that I've been asking them in return is you're asking me the wrong questions. Like, why do you think me being single is a detriment to my life at present like the question you should be asking is how are you doing are you happy they're much better questions and oh have you found someone or oh, is there someone that piques your interest it's like i can be happy and single on my own someone else is not the determiner of my happiness my happiness is created from within from myself and that's something that's been coming up a lot with me recently like the past probably month or so it's Three, four, five people that have just been at me, at me, at me about like a societal pressure of like, oh, you're nearly thirty. It's like, so what? Like, ask me a better question and be like, how are you doing? Are you happy? So there's the the holding yourself to high expectations. There's having like barely any expectations for others and not expecting them to have the same level of um, expectation that you hold yourself to. And then there's not caving into societal pressures. If you don't want to live your life a certain way, then don't live your life a certain way. Like the societal pressures I feel on young women nowadays to look a certain way, behave a certain way, dress a certain way is ridiculous. Don't don't feel as though, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to look that certain way. I don't want to train. If you don't want to train, then don't train. But you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. That's if it. you don't want to eat healthy, then don't eat healthy. If if you don't like traveling, then don't travel. If you don't want to go through like the blueprint that's laid out for life of like 25, meet a partner, have kids at 28, buy our forever home, white picket fence. If you don't want that, then don't do that. Buy a van, travel the world. Like the societal pressures and societal expectations of the way that you should structure your life is crazy. So hold yourself to a certain standard, don't hold others to the same standard and don't cave into the standard that's created by society.
0: Yeah. No, there's some good points there and when when you spoke about societal pressures on women or people in general, I think a lot of them are coming from, you know, just a few people around you as well. Like if, you really, if you really dig into it, you're like, whose voices are you listening to? And it's maybe only two or three or in your case, four or five, <laughs> that <laughs> are just digging at you and just making... And they're not doing it intentionally either. It's just like offhanded comments maybe sometimes as well of like, oh, you know, when are you going to, you know, get married or, you know, find someone and shit like that. It's just like that's just what they've been growing up with probably because they're the older, older generation maybe. And back in their day, it's like, you know, we didn't have social media and stuff or Tinder, you swipe right, whatever. It's like you get married. Like there's still arranged marriages happening right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. very depending on the culture and where you're from it's it's like there's different societal pressures aka few people around you that are pushing this from what expectations they have of you because then they don't want to look bad as well so it might it might be fa- if it is family it's probably something about don't make me look bad to my friends and peer group around me make sure you get your shit together that's why they keep bugging you. Maybe it may be, maybe friends. Or um, if it's friends, I don't think, I don't think friends. Would, like I don't think I've asked you in ages since.
1: No, 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 no. It it could be. A, it what I'm thinking is it could be a projection of like. Let's say it's someone that has coupled up early in life. It could be a projection of like they're wanting you to be in the, in the same as them. Now, I'm I'm not saying that like this has come from friends, family, whatever. I'm just saying like someone may be living their life and they may not exactly be happy with the way that they've structured their life or whatever they are. Cause they've, they've seen these societal blueprint of like white picket fans, family, kids, et cetera. And they've gone down that path and it's not what was truly them. Mm. And then therefore they're projecting it of like, why aren't you doing this normal societal thing? Because that's what I did. And like, mm. but like they see someone else doing it, going down a different route. And it's like, Oh, that's not the way that I did it. Like, why yeah. aren't you doing it that way? And it's maybe it's a curiosity thing, but the the family thing <laughs> very very much so. It's like a, a don't look don't look bad on the family behalf or whatever it may be. And that's not saying this has come from my family because it hasn't. It's it was just something that I thought was worth voicing because we were talking about the expectations. And there is there is like expectations of to present yourself a certain way on social media, which is why I've preached like Get off it every now and then because the expectations that are upheld on social media, it's not real life. It's people's highlight reels. Like There's ebbs and flows. There's ups and downs. So don't feel like you have to conform to social media or societal or family or whatever expectations. Just know you and lay your life out the way that you want to lay it out. 'Cause you're the one living it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's expectations, man. Expectations from from others onto you. And it's like, oh like it's not the expectation I hold for myself. Like the expectation I hold for myself is vastly different to the one that you want to hold. And that's it that's what triggered it what I just said then was you saying like that key point of like hold yourself to a certain expectation yeah. but don't don't project it onto others. So yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone's got different goals in life, everyone's got different uh, aspirations, you name it. So yeah, yeah. I, I, don't pre- I, don't be projecting onto others.
0: No, I think I think it was a quote, maybe from one of the Stoics, maybe Marcus Aurelius, and he said, "Have yeah, it was something along the lines of be have high expectations of yourself and then be tolerant of our, of others." And it's yeah. true. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it was either him or Seneca. I know Seneca. I actually, got another one here from Seneca. It says. Uh, I'm going to switch some gears here. Kind of like weaved it in a bit, but like Seneca said, poverty isn't having too little, it's wanting more. Mm, that's very nice. I love yeah. that one. Absolutely love it. So, when you think of like wealth, big houses, fancy cars, Instagrammable vacations, but you know, I think it's just like, if you're wanting more, then you know, I think you're just a povo, really. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so, uh, I am. So, i I. You know me, I love going and watching the sunrise and sunset. It's something so simple. It's free. It costs nothing. It's out in nature. I get a, a dopamine response from it. Someone said to me the other day, oh, what'd you do over the weekend? I went, oh, I had a great weekend. I did my hard thing on the Saturday morning. I went for an ocean dip. I just had a coffee. I did my work and then I relaxed on the Saturday afternoon. Then on the Sunday morning, I got up early. I saw the sunrise. Again, I went for an ocean dip, had a coffee, laid in the sun, read a book. Like it's the little things. Hmm. I like, Oh, it sounds boring. I'm like, that's, to you. <laughs> that's to, to you. To me, that's like what I like doing. It's like just the simple things, but expecting more and more and like a party here and a party there and a social event there. Like the the simplicity and joy that I get from the simple things far outweighs the the joy that I get from like an outlandish thing or spending lots of money on something or, yeah, you you can't put a price on on little little things like that, and nor would I want to. Like, it's just something so simple: getting up early, going for a walk. It's so still. There's no one at this spot where I watch the sunrise. It's hidden. It's on a it's on a busy track. You walk the national park with me, yeah, yeah. so it's on the on on the national park. There's a little spot down near the fairy pools. And you can sit there, and it's almost like a, a seat has been carved away for me. It's amazing. Nice. And I sit there, and and no one can see me. Uh, it feels like I'm on my own in solitude. I can do whatever I like, think whatever I like, listen to whatever I like, you name it. It just feels like it's it's me in the present moment, just enjoying it for what it is. So, yeah, expectations and and having having more <laughs> isn't necessarily a good thing. Like more equals more problems, right? More money, more problems. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, poverty yeah. is having having lots but wanting more. Is that the? Is that the? Quote? Yeah,
0: poverty isn't having too little; it's wanting it's more. Wanting more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I loved. Yeah. it. I was like, I have to bring this up. And what way to bring it up? Then the Stoics. That was Seneca. <laughs> Absolutely love it.
1: Okay, let's switch gears. I want to talk about uh about your cut. How's your cut going?
0: I so oh, my cartless phases at the moment, so yep. yep, um, my cart has actually pulled the brakes a bit <laughs> i um I've been moving, so I've just moved out of my mate's house and moving into my partner's parents' house for a month before we go overseas, so just moving like it's crazy how much shit that you have, like just rant I'm like, oh, I remember this like. Like, you know, I'll throw that, throw this, like, give and give away some stuff as well, and like shitload of clothes. And you will, you will be distraught. But I threw away, no, no, I'm giving away the blueies no. and the, <laughs> yep, and, and the Bryant. Guernsey, she's going. So it's a new chapter in my life. And they had to go. You're right. I am distraught. That yep. is that is that is horrible news to hear. Yeah, if you're listening, I feel your pain, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blue. I've still got um the one he got me. So, but this was the one that I used to wear all the time. But yeah, my blue is like I could fit a fist in there. That like big <laughs> for me. And they they were massive on you a few years ago, and you've lost more weight since then. Yep. So yeah, so but yeah, cut. It's just been maintenance, maybe slightly less, a little bit. So nothing to write home about. Um just the mindset hasn't been there with just every little minute. Like still eating well. Yeah. No doubt. But it's like I don't need another stress in my life right now. So uh yeah, I've got four weeks till I'm going away, so I can probably pump kick the up and, a little bit. Yeah, pump it pump it a little bit and then probably hit it in like maybe a week, week or so. What about you, yep. ma'am? Uh so I'm just gonna look at my data
1: now just to give you a clearer representation. So I started three weeks ago and i was ninety four point eight kilos as of this morning I was ninety two point one and I've had a low of ninety one point six lovely my weekly my weekly averages have gone from ninety three seven ninety two six ninety one eight so it's roughly about a kilo a week on average however my last week my low was ninety one six middle of the week and then since then it's been ninety two one ninety two one seven, ninety-two one, ninety-two one. So it's gone up a little bit since then. So it will be interesting to see my weekly average at the end of this week. Mm. If it, if it's roughly around the same, I will, I'm due for a change in program. So I like changing nutritionally when I change in program as well. So I'll probably make a change, um, nutritionally, maybe pull away 200 calories, maybe 300 calories, maybe introduce a little bit more cardio if I don't want to pull food away more, um, at the end of this week, but so far, so good. Yeah, um, nice. I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, the big, the big one for me is just getting rid of that highly processed food. Hey, so when I'm trying to gain weight, like eating 4,500 calories a day, like that's a big, that's a big swing, right? That's, that's 1,500 calories a day between trying to lose weight, trying to, trying to gain weight. Um, So when I'm trying to gain weight, like 4,500 calories a day, I dare people to try and get that through purely whole foods. It is so difficult unless you're drinking oil and just eating dried fruit, like it is so hard to do. So you, I find myself going for some more highly processed foods just because they're easier to eat. They hijack my taste buds. They're easy to consume. So just pulling them away, I, I felt so much better. The only thing is, is towards the back end of my session, um, I'm feeling a, a little bit flat towards, towards the back half, but that's to be expected. So I'm doing a few things at the moment to ant myself up for training because training motivation isn't really high at the moment because I'm low calorie. So it's a few things caffeine before most workouts. Usually it was just before legs, but it's pretty much nearly every workout of the week now. Um, music, music is really, really key. So it completely changes your mood and just having like a, a pump up playlist or a pump up song or whatever it may be to get you going mm. and get you started. And then once you are started, usually you're pretty good. Um, what else? Really prioritizing my sleep, like that's that's been a big one for me the past few weeks. So my sleep score actually got a, a crown this morning, which is hey. very very rare for me. So my sleep is improving, um, but that's that's been the big three to help me with my workout performance because I know that mentally I struggle if I d- don't see at least me trying to match numbers or be close to numbers. If I see a drop off in strength and performance and like a noticeable drop off, then sort of get in my head a little bit um so this next training block if i do go a calorie drop this is where i'll implement one of those tips that we've talked about before of like i'll change my exercises so i'll definitely include dips i'll definitely include pull-ups uh, i'll probably include some sort of weighted push-up as well like putting a weight on my back um i'll move away from like big heavy heavy compounds i, I probably won't squat um currently not bench pressing anyway so I won't I won't be bench pressing and I'll probably give myself longer rest periods and that'll be a way of like I can recuperate more in between sets and I I can give a higher intensity per each set even though I'm in a energy deficient state so yeah I'm happy with how things are progressing but I've got what just over three weeks now until Mitchy boy's bucks. so I'll probably diet down into that have his bucks and then I've got four weeks till I go off so. Yeah, I'm I'm in a good good spot at the moment where I can either go okay, I'm happy with where I'm currently at, or I can be like okay, let's get really really lean and and see. Nice. So yeah, I, yeah, I haven't I haven't really decided yet. Like I'm already fairly lean. It's just do I want to get like really really lean heading into Mitch's Bucks and uh, Europe because I'm probably not going to be training much in Europe. I'm probably going to be over consuming food and pleasantries in Europe, so. Yeah, I probably will get myself into close to the best shape I've been in so I can go over there and I can lax on training, I can lax on food, I can not stress. So Yeah, definitely. We talk we talk we talk about seasons, right? And that's that's why we're both cutting heading into Europe. So you mm-hmm. can enjoy yourself a little bit more over there and not come back and be in our own heads about the way that we look and feel. Mm. More importantly,
0: yeah. feel rather than look. Yeah, feeling is a feeling's a big one as well. But you're like you gotta start from like way back and just prepare because if i like if i was to say oh like a couple weeks ago i'm just gonna start now it would be ruined because there's setbacks with like moving and all this kind of stuff so it's like i'm glad i started ages ago (laughs) and now um and then i have that wiggle room but yeah dropping less and less body fat the lower and lower body fat you have as well it takes a lot longer too. So mm-hmm. not going to get massive swings um, like I used to, but it's just like that mental game of like finishing work late and then driving past the or something oh, could do. But it's like, it's not like over-consuming. It's like I've got enough calories to have what, like, you know, whatever chicken salad or, or whatever it is. But like fuck those churros, mate, come on. So, it is good to have that flexibility as well. But it's like each time you make the decision to have said food, that's just your deficit gone for the day. So, like you're all good and then it's like not ruins it, but it's like you're not moving forward. You're just staying the way you are. So, it's those micro decisions. So, making sure you are sleeping well. So, you are making those good decisions. Make sure you're prepared. You got your food for the day. And you set your calories in for the into your My Fitness Power, or whatever, and then you know, okay, this is what I'm having for today. And if you need to change it, you can. Um, but just remind yourself of the goal that you have. Like ours is purely like let's get a shreddy shred shred right before Europe. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we can relax and enjoy ourselves.
1: Yeah, the one of the key points there is goals can change. Like they're forever moving, like. Currently we both going on that fat loss get shredded as much as we can before heading overseas when i come back it's going to be just restore health (laughs) um and just eat to live be it maintenance train to feel good train to be mobile um bonus side effect of all those things is you probably look good too but it's just like a like an eat to live mindset when i come back it's not going to be like a oh i've been on holiday i have to restrict like yeah. It is what it is. I've been on holiday, I've enjoyed myself now. It's just eat to live. You come back but, to to um winter anyway, so Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it winter and events. So I come back I come back before you and yep. there's my thirtieth, there's mm-hmm. Mitchie Boy's wedding, there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of events on the back half of the year. The next three months are pretty choc pretty shockers. <laughs> but it is what it is. We'll 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 get through it and There's there's a lot of maintenance during that period. Just train to feel good, eat to nourish the body, move your body to uh, for mental and physical health, like all of the above.
0: So that's it. That's it.
1: Okay, let's uh let's take a left turn.
0: Give me a random fact. Random fact. All right, here we go. So you know Shrek, right? I and I I don't want to ruin the movie because I love that movie, and I actually even saw it in the cinema when I was a little kid. That's how like. That's how long ago it was. So, anyways, Shrek's earwax—you know, the candle mm-hmm. that he made—unfortunately, it couldn't exist because it's not actually wax. <laughs> it's um, it's like an oily substance called cerumen, which helps clean out our ears. Ah, oh, so you don't have earwax, you have ear cerumen. <laughs> yep, <laughs> <laughs> take that ear cerumen <laughs> out.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. That is disappointing. It doesn't ruin. It doesn't ruin Shrek for me. Shrek's still a great movie. Definitely. My my um (laughs) my childhood was inundated with lots of Shrek. Not because Mm -hmm. I wanted to choose it, (laughs) but because it's what was chosen in the household. So there was a point there where I could almost recite Shrek word for word. Like, yeah, definitely. It it was what it was watched that much. So, all right.
0: Random fact for you. Yeah, go on. Give me an animal one, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> dolphins. You know how much yeah, I love like dolphins. dolphins. <laughs> of
1: course. Wild dolphins call each other by their name. So they let out a unique whistle to identify each other and will respond if they hear their own call played back. So they usually don't respond if they don't hear their name called. So let's say I was to say, hey, Matt, to you, and you're a dolphin, you wouldn't respond because your name's not Matt. Your name is Brad. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are like that. The
0: humans mm-hmm. of the sea. Interesting. Wow. That's shocking. But yeah, how do they? How do they figure that out though? Like, honestly.
1: Yeah, I've got. I've got no idea. The 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 levels of dolphin's communication.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, smart smart little, smart little creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Questions.
0: Yep, let's do it.
1: Before we get to the questions, I just want to ask a small favor of you. If you could leave us a five-star review and share this episode with family, friends, or to your Instagram stories, we would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast grow, get into more people's ears, and costs nothing but two seconds of your time. Thanks for listening and your continued support. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Question number one what advice would you give to a stress eater who is looking to cut calories during a stressful time in their life? For context, I often snack on fruit, nuts and beef jerky, but it often puts me
0: out of a deficit. Yeah, I wouldn't go into a deficit right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> this, uh, this is an easy one. Like you're literally saying you are uh, uh, trying to cut your calories in a stressful time in your life. Like just just before I even said it like, Right now, it's a quite a stressful time moving and all, all this kind of stuff. I've come out of my deficit because the deficit is a stress, a stress on the body. So, it's going to make things even worse. Like if you're... Okay, so you're putting yourself into a deficit. You You have stresses from outside, like you said, in your life. The lower calories is going to make you 10 times hungrier because you're like oh, I can't have have that, I can't have this. And food, like if you're at maintenance, good shit happens and at surplus, right? But good shit happens at maintenance. Once you're in a surplus, little things that probably wouldn't annoy you would annoy you even more and stress you out even more. So the stresses on the outside are going to be like tenfold if you are in a deficit because you're like, unless... Okay, unless you're the type of person where you're like, I have a certain goal and like... I need to stick to this kind of thing. But like, I would still pose to you like getting out of that deficit and then dealing with the stress outside of yourself because it might be that you're. it looks like you're stress eating. Are you eating because of the stress? Probably. That's what you said, stress eater. Mm -hmm. So, if you can Mm -hmm. deal with the stress first, like don't be in a deficit. Don't... You're putting too much stress on yourself about being a stress eater eating all this shit. Okay, so it's not the amount of calories, it's the mindset that you have around the restriction of the deficit that will cause you to eat more. So, if you're saying, I can't have this, I can't have that, and then you're stress eating from outside circumstances, like... You, you've got to you've got to have a different mindset around it. Of like, you can you can have all those things if you want. Like, you can enjoy yourself, but like, right now is not the time to, to be in a deficit because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna snowball. I can just see it right now. Like, this is a meaty question. Like, fruits great, nuts, beef jerky, pretty good. Be careful on the nuts, but like, eat proper meals. Like that mm. fill you up. Eat to live. Don't worry about being in a deficit right now. I need more context, but that's what I'm going to give <laughs> so far.
1: <laughs> so I I give the same answer. We literally just spoke about seasons. We're currently in a season right now where we, we don't have a lot on leading into us going on a holiday or vacation as the Americans like to call it. Um. So we're both like, oh, yeah, let's place ourselves in a deficit. And you yourself go, okay, I had a stressful time moving house, going through all my shit changing locations like it is stressful they say moving house is as stressful as a death in the family like really something that has yeah 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 they say they say that moving house like when it's your whole house fridge everything it's as stressful as as a, a death in the family so it's a stressful situation you've gone okay you're aware of that you've picked up on it you've taken yourself out of it so just know that everything has seasons and maybe right now isn't the season for you to be in a fat loss phase having said that personally myself if there is external factors that are causing stress in my life, let's say when I was forced to move house 18 months ago, I just split with my partner, there was all these things that were happening that was semi out of my control, like I was being forced to move. Uh, all these external factors, there was just one thing I wanted to control. So I was like, okay, I'm going to control the things that I put in my mouth and I got some sort of like like control out of that because there were so many things. You can only control what you can control. So I was controlling the things that I could, which was my training, my sleep, my health, what I put in my mouth. So exactly. I was like, okay, yeah. I was, t- I was t- taking control of what I could control. So if that's what you're trying to do here, but it says you're trying, you're looking to cut calories and go into a deficit during a stressful time, probably not the best. I was, I wasn't exactly in a hefty deficit and trying to lose that. I was just, taking complete control over what I put into my body. Um, so I, for more context, I went away from any, any substances, so like alcohol. Um, I went away from a lot of highly processed foods. I went away from everything for like six months just because I wanted clarity and thought. It wasn't like I was going into a deficit because the deficit is a stress on the body. It's like the body just wants to remain where it is and it doesn't want to lose that. It's just like, okay, let's let's just keep homeostasis. So if you're placing that stress on the body, it's gonna to add to it. Um, but yeah, if, if it is a case of like I just want to control what I'm putting in my body, then yeah, go for it. But you mentioned it right on the very end yourself of avoid snacks. Like just eat whole whole complete meals and that can be a way of you avoiding it. Like maybe maybe you're snacking and stressful is like a you're not filling yourself up enough in your main meals and that it that's is. why you are that's why you're stressing like oh I'm I'll just reach for this and that'll that'll get rid of that hunger um is the stress around hunger like if the stress is around hunger then it could be beneficial to be aware that hunger isn't an inevitable part of dieting and you just got to maybe reframe your mindset around that is mm-hmm. the stress like if the stress is from external factors that are out of your control there's nothing you can do about it but if it's from your own mindset then there is things you can do about it more context is needed but yeah, yeah. The the generic advice I'd have is if it's wanting you wanting to take control of what you put on your body and that's causing you stress of like, Oh, I can't eat this, then you've got to reframe your mindset to there. Permission to eat everything, but not everything. Mm-hmm. Um if it's around snacking and that placing you out of deficit, then go for whole meals rather than like snacking throughout the day and make your main meals larger portions. Um you just gotta understand you but yeah, the, the context is lacking a little bit.
0: Yeah, just a bit, but they were looking to cut calories. Yeah, which is just a stress. You're just going to be placing more stress on yourself if you're already stressed. Yeah, if you just eat whole foods, inevitably you'll probably eat less as well because you are having shit, and that will probably make you feel better because you're probably getting micronutrients that you don't, that you didn't, that you're not getting and stuff, and it might bring you might sleep better, and then that'll get you stressing. But this is like a coaching call. This needs to be a coaching, Mama. <laughs>
1: Okay, question number two. How do you recommend I increase my step count without getting on the treadmill or scheduling a walk?
0: Yeah, do something fun that involves movement that you enjoy. So you could either go play some sport with some friends or kick a ball, um, go down to the beach. Um, you could like go for a swim or whatever. They obviously don't like walking. <laughs> it says treadmill walking. So it's like you got to find things that you – that you enjoy that you can just be like just doing movement. It doesn't have to like, it doesn't always have to be scheduled walks and stuff. Like even housework is a form of, form of like meets and stuff. Like you can go dig a hole, like gardening and shit like that. Like, but it needs to be something like I. second, like firstly, just like find something that you enjoy. But secondly, like why wouldn't you want to go for a walk? Like I don't get it. I I think it's the,
1: I think it's the scheduling time into their week, the aspect of like scheduling a walk. Like it's right. not necessarily going for a walk is the issue, but like scheduling. Ah, scheduling. Okay. Yeah. Because like when you go on a treadmill, right, you're like, okay, I'm going to do it on the treadmill. This is intent course, cardio. Mm. So, it, maybe it's the intent of like, okay, I'm going to schedule going for a walk here to get my steps up rather than just mm. naturally being like, oh, I'm going to go for a walk.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, first I'd just like get you to ask a question of how many steps are you doing at the moment? Like if you're already doing 10,000 steps, then... It doesn't really matter. But if you're doing like four or five, then yeah, you got to start like figuring out stuff that that you enjoy. So then it doesn't even feel like you're getting your steps in and focusing too much, too much on a step target. It's great to have a step target for sure. But like if you're worrying too much about like, is this like I'm dreading this walk just to get my steps up, then find a different way of getting them up with stuff that you enjoy. Yeah. We've
1: discussed this before. Burn calories for fun. <laughs> Mm. like join a sport club join a run club join do something outdoors in in a community aspect where it doesn't feel like it's like it's still scheduled but it's not like oh I've got to go for this walk it's like oh I get to go and catch up with so and so whilst we play touch footy whilst we play football whilst we do whatever it may be Uh, Mm. so earn calories for fun some other little uh, tips there if you go to the supermarket if you can walk walk take a bag Uh, if you drive, park at the park furthest away from the entrance to the supermarket. If you take an escalator, don't just stand on it, walk up it. (laughs) Like, there's so many little things that you can do, like, set an alarm of like, okay, or not an alarm because that's scheduling it. Every time you eat a meal, just go for a five-minute walk after it. It'll help with digestion. It'll probably help with creativity if you're at work. Like, these little things all add up. So, you mentioned housework like it's an easy way to get steps up and you're doing something productive at the same time if you've got a business call you've got to make like you're a nine to five and you're making a business call pace backward and forward whilst you're on the call nine times out of ten when i'm on a call i want to pace back and forward anyway Yeah, yeah. yeah if you've got the capability to do that and you're like on a call don't just sit at your desk and like walk and move and you might find that it may be better for your creativity your thought process your innovation your productivity whatever it may be so yeah burn calories for fun and then all the little life hacks take the stairs instead of an elevator if you're on an escalator walk park further away from the shopping center walk to the shopping center if you can with a bag Um, walk to get your morning coffee rather than drive like all these things they add up it's only little bouts of effort and energy throughout the day and, and little bouts of movement but they all add up over time like if you were to say to me oh i want to run 10 miles in a week would i be best off running the 10 miles all in one go, I'd be like, hmm. probably for skill acquisition and and overall long-term health, you'd probably be best off doing like one to two miles every single day. It'd probably be much more sustainable, much more easy for you to do. Like if I was to say to you, <laughs> with your water intake, okay, you got to drink all your water intake for the day at the start of the day. So I want you to wake up and I want you to skull two and a half liters. It's... <laughs> it's probably, probably <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's not really realistic is it so scheduling a walk and being like okay i'm going to get all my 10,000 done here you're best off like placing little chunks throughout the day and it's yeah. it's probably better for your overall health as well so rather than scheduling something just take the take the option of okay i'm going to do more movement here i'm going to do more movement there and it's just little life sting. it's lifestyle changes rather than implementing said cardio on a treadmill or scheduling a walk like, oh, I want to watch the sunset itself then. Oh, I might watch it on the beach and go for a walk at the same time. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. That's it. Question number three, how do you recommend using AI in your personal training,
0: nutrition, coaching business? Uh, the old AI question. Yes. <laughs> well, it's I I um I can use it for like if I have like a question of like how I write certain things for helping out people like um I was doing like, uh, like a a template for someone, and I would use that with templates in that like, and you can check with the AI like, oh, what, uh, where where it's potentially wrong, or you like keep feeding it what you what you believe is correct because it's not like a hundred percent correct. It's never gonna be, but it's like pulling in from different things, and you can like spot it like, oh, that's wrong. But it's more like involved with us of like improving my client's experience because at the end of the day, like the information is there and you can like cite it of like, yes, that's exactly right or no, that's wrong. Like dig a bit deeper and then you just edit it to the way you have it. It's not like going to overtake everything. It's like, all right, what prompts can you give it? And it's just going to speed up and give you more for less. So whereas like if it took me say, I don't know, two hours to write say like a, um, a little template for one of my clients, With AI, I could bang that out in five minutes and then just edit it for what I want and like just reference it, what where I think, and then add extra things that I needed to do. And then that's giving them all this value. And it's not that it didn't, it's, I think people are like, oh, like, where did it come from kind of thing? And it's just like, well, I think they're going to like figure that out soon. But it's like, you know, if it's right or not, like, as soon as you read that, you'll be like, that doesn't sound right like in your field like if you wrote something and you're like oh that doesn't sound right you can edit it for people but i think with like training and nutrition it can give you like when we did that ai one that episode when we did the training session like it said a few things that we're like we both agree with and then other things we're just like no we'd edit that and that's what's like good about it so recommend using it for like helping you improve your um personal training and helping with your clients not just like using it for oh, I'll just ask it a question and then just copy and paste straight to it. Like you still got to edit it and everything, the way you want it happen to to happen as well. Um, but I know people are just like making books and shit and just like pump it through it. You know, like it, it can be dangerous because it's it might not be a hundred percent the right information as well. So you do have to cross reference it as well. But yeah, with business, it's I think it's going impr- to like help alongside. I use it. I, I Do you use it much or?
1: I do, but I, I use it in a slightly different way to mm. what you just referenced there. Yeah, or well, how how to use it? So if there's a way that I can save time by using AI, so like if I can go, give me some, I don't know, Instagram post idea for the week or give me a TikTok, a TikTok idea for the week and yeah. it'll spit out like, and I'll be like, give me 10 that are similar to my values or whatever and you just keep prompting and prompting until you get some ideas that you want. It's, it's I'm not having to create everything myself like something is being artificially created for me or like if I can lay out a structure for someone across the week, then it's much easier for structuring things. The, the key component of like a, a training coaching service is like the personal aspect. So the personal aspect will always be the same. But if I can save time in other aspects of the business, then I'm always going to do that. So... Mm-hmm yeah and i think i think that's the way it'll be continued to be used in the future like there'll still be the personal aspect of anyone training coaching but it'll just be like okay how can i save time by using ai here what prompt can i give it that maybe be like oh yeah maybe try this and then you'll be like oh no that doesn't exactly work with the way that i like coaching then you can go from there but it can it can prompt ideas to you and be creative for you so that's why i use it more of like a, a time saver but when it comes to coaching and the advice I give, it's all coming from me. Like it's intellectual property that I've got in my noggin. Like it's not like a, <laughs> a, 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 a a machine's creating it. Like it's it's all that's all personal coming from me. But if I can save ideas with, I don't know, marketing ideas or whatever it may be, um, then that's what I'll that's what I use the, the AI for.
0: Mm, definitely, because it's quite powerful, and um, not a lot of people know about it yet. But still like you say it, they're like well i don't even know so still like a bit behind a lot of people New technology that's it
1: yeah i think if you can be the the early adopter that that will really help and and figure out not how to use it but how to prompt it for what mm-hmm. you want like it's not how you use it it's it's how you prompt it like it can be a great tool but it can also like take over your your whole business structure the way you operate things so you got to figure out how to prompt it correctly I think that's probably the key
0: yeah I think the danger as well is you're outsourcing your creativity as well but I like how it's like just give me this list and then off of like one word or something you can think of an an idea Mm -hmm. and you're like this is it beautiful of course and then that whole creation is like you talking and speaking from your experience And that's literally all it is. You're prompting it so then it can prompt you to go out and create. Like It's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, that's the exact way
1: that I use it. It's Mm -hmm. saving me having to to sit or, I don't know, use social media for ideas or like if there's a question that comes to me that I'm like, "Mm, I'm not really sure on how I should answer that and be like, how should I answer this? And give me three examples. It gives me three examples and I go, don't like that one. That one's sort of close to me, but I'm going to tweak it a little bit, and then I can go back and be like, okay, that's more like the way that I would coach someone, and I've saved time having to sit down and be like, mm, how would I really coach this if I'm st-? it's it's if I'm stumped for ideas? Like it's a time saving device. Yeah, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Okay. Question number four. I'm having trouble losing stomach fat. I do cardio and ab workouts,
0: but I still can't get rid of it. Any suggestions? Sorry for laughing mid question. Yeah. No, that's all right, mate. That's right. This is a serious question. Um, You need to do more ab workouts, really. <laughs> I think your ab workouts are wrong and more cardio, I think. And it's done. Anyway, that's done. a wrap for today's episode. <laughs> 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 nah, look, having trouble losing stomach fat. It's just, look, we, we talk about it all the time. You have to be in that calorie deficit of, over a long period of time. And depending on the person and your genetics, Stomach fat usually comes last for males, usually. Um, so, this might be... I didn't even check if... Uh, was it. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> male, I was asking this, so it was male. Um, but yeah, I think you're going in the route of the exercise and training and I don't see anything here about nutrition in this question. So, I think that's what you need to look at because you're thinking I can just... Burn my way to abs and do ab exercises. That's not the way to go. Like it's pretty well 90% nutrition when it comes to this shit. Pretty well, nearly even 100%. But I don't like saying 100%. So you could keep doing your ab workout, really pump them up and stuff. I would, if you want to do cardio, do cardio. But at the end of the day, you need to be taking in less energy than you are consuming on a day to day basis over a week, over a month. Maybe over a year, depending on. And do it in phases. Just go four to six weeks, have a break, four to six weeks, or however works for you. But yeah, it's all about that nutrition, mate. So I've got an analogy that I think you are going to love. Give it to me.
1: So if your goal is to lose weight and you are doing cardio and ab workouts to lose weight without addressing nutrition, it's like having sex and pulling out to avoid an STD. Like... (laughs) The key component to avoiding STD is a condom. The key component to losing weight is a calorie deficit, which is most easily created through nutrition. So address your nutrition and then have your workouts around what you like doing, what you can sustainably do, what maybe pleases you most aesthetically, more shoulders, train more shoulders, more glutes, train more glutes, more biceps, train more biceps. Your training should be based on fun, what you like doing, in in line with your goals of building muscle certain areas, or performance, whatever it may be, use your nutrition to um, achieve your fat loss goal. Nutrition is the condom.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Nutrition <laughs> is the condom of life. So pick it wisely. Banana flavor, chocolate flavor, whatever you want. Yeah, it just it comes down to it on that. Just
1: yeah, it's, it's a very, that's a very simple one. Like. Not addressing nutrition, doing cardio and ab workouts. Like, Even if you did address nutrition and you ate quote unquote clean foods, you can still over-consume clean foods and not see any progress on the scale or with waist circumference or visually, aesthetically, because you're just consuming too many calories. So the key component is that calorie deficit. You could do no cardio and you could do no ab workouts and you can be in a calorie deficit and you'd lose stomach fat. Mm-hmm. So like it's the, the calorie deficit in the nutrition is the key component. So my suggestion would be address your nutrition.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also just get some metrics as well and maybe take some pictures and some waist measurements just because you might be losing fat um, like on the scale and stuff and maybe you don't see it visually like done on the day-to-day. But if you've got the pictures from like week one to say week four or whatever, and you're like, oh, actually I'm a little bit, smaller there or my waist if you're not measuring your waist you don't know maybe it's going down but like on the scale it's going down but you may visually see because it's really hard to see it day to day like unless you're like from night to to the morning you can see a little bit of difference but like over time it's like it's really it's really hard because you, you just get so used to your body if you're looking at it all the time so you like, oh wow, yeah, I do have abs now. It's, like, it's good. <laughs> it depends on the lighting as well. <laughs> but yeah, also just track some stuff because you might be like, you might be concentrating on your nutrition and you might be losing fat, but then you're like, you may not think you are losing it from your stomach, but you probably are if you are losing fat because it's kind of like a pull. You're pulling it out. It doesn't matter where from the pull you pull in the bucket. It's going to pull out fairly evenly throughout your whole body. Like, there are going to be areas that are, you're going to see more visual from like pulling from certain areas first, but it's the overall deficit. Like you can't spot reduce. It. It's just going to pull from wherever first. Now now that you mentioned that,
1: let's say they are in a calorie deficit and they are um, addressing their nutrition, which we've just assumed that they haven't. If the only training you're doing is cardio and ab workouts, and you're doing nothing to retain the muscle mass, so you're not doing any form of resistance training and lifting weights, you could be losing muscle mass at the same rate you are losing fat mass. So your body fat percentage is staying the same, but you are becoming a smaller human. So you do need to do something to retain the muscle mass that you currently have or even build on the muscle mass that you currently have. So you will need to be lifting weights. That's just a little caveat that I thought was worth mentioning there because often people do those uh, like a DEXA or a... Tanita scale or some form of body fat testing and they they go and they smash themselves with cardio and the the signal you get from cardio isn't the same as you get from resistance training the signal from cardio is like okay if i'm lighter it will make this easier on my joints and i'll be able to run further faster so it just makes you lighter how many marathon runners do you see that are completely jacked out of their mind none they're all little whippets that can run and run and run and run and run You don't see bodybuilders doing marathons. And the reason being is because it's just be as light as possible, as lean as possible, so you can run for as far as possible. So if you're sending that cardio signal, you may be chewing into a little bit of muscle mass. So just throw out the caveat in there. If you are addressing your nutrition, maybe lift some weights to retain muscle mass or build muscle. And it may give you, without the scale moving and changing, it may actually give you a more aesthetic look and you may lose some body fat and build
0: some muscle at the same time yeah because from from the question you're you're going down the wrong track you need to go to nutrition so yeah don't lose that but I, don't lose that muscle so listen wait n- as n- well. <laughs> <laughs> nutrition is the key but i just thought I'd, uh, and I, I would lean towards nutrition as well but i just thought i'd throw that out there as well yeah it, it is a good point like you'll feel better like i i eat shit when i can eat a lot more shit when i don't work out when when i work out then my nutrition is a lot more important. And I know a lot of people are like that. And then I think some people, when they do cardio, they feel even hungrier. So it could be like a double whammy as well. I know I do anyway, from experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's a wrap
1: for today's questions. If you want your questions answered in the future, make sure you are following us at brain.body.movement, at Brad Dapper, and at Brock underscore leash, And you can ask us a question whenever we put up a sticker box or send us a DM. Now, we just want to say thank you so much for listening to us. If you enjoyed or took any value at all from this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you took a screenshot and shared to your Instagram stories. We'd also love it if you shared with family and friends and left us a five-star review. And don't forget to turn on post notifications so you don't miss an episode in the future. But before we go, we can leave you with a few things. Make it embed, get your steps in, and be kind to one another. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. Sorry. Just trying to get a grasp on my interpretation of that.
0: Yeah, because you'll be firing first, mate. It'll be yeah. easier
1: for me. I think I'm just going to hit back at you and be like, "What's your interpretation nah, fuck of that?" You.
0: <laughs> <laughs>